Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm so happy you're with us today. My dear friends, it's time for a celebration, because this is our 500th Seek Reality episode. Believe it or not, Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes as a radio show and podcast will be 10 years old in June, and this is our 500th Seek Reality episode, and that is pretty amazing. Thank you for being a part of our family for so long. Wow, we couldn't have done it without you. There have been times when we've attempted to do Seek Reality as a live program, but frankly, that was just too stressful for me. Sometimes a guest didn't show up, and when I had to wing a live show and make it up as I went along, I didn't do that so well. And then what about the bloopers? When I say something stupid, I just say, sorry, Sam. And I know that he'll mark it and he'll cut it out and then you'll never hear it. I I probably ought to tell you now there is a Sam. Our wonderful engineer is Sam Humans. And he always makes me sound good no matter what. And Mary Lou Davidson runs Web Talk Radio, and she makes all of us sound good no matter what. And there are many podcasters who go on their own, but I couldn't do it every week if I didn't have them as our wonderful team. Our guest today was our very first guest, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who's been with us for the 40th time. Craig, welcome. I'm so happy to have you with us today to celebrate what has been actually a joyous, joyous 10 years. We've had so many wonderful guests, but in all this time, you've been there to actually be a steadying force for me because so many times I've sort of thought, wow, I do this every week without fail. I can't get over the fact that whenever I've thought of giving up, I thought, you know, I can't, I can't give up. This has been three whole years. This has been five whole years. It's been seven whole years, but now it's been... 10 years and 500 episodes, and Craig, you've always been there. So welcome. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for being there all this time. And you know how much I enjoy being here. So uh, it just gets better (laughs) and better. So we can plan on everything. Every time we have a session, it's going to be better than the last session. So let's just keep them going. Yeah, well, we're starting actually now our our second 10 years, and I I really hope it's it's going to be another 10 years, even better than probably the first 10 years. It's so good to have you with us again. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, We have a a wonderful opportunity here to let people know what we know to be true. There is so much now that we know to be true that people just are not aware of, and um, this is uh, the method by which we're going to be able to get to them. And that's an important part of why this broadcast is so important for humanity. We have something serious to talk about today, and it's something actually kind of alarming. There's an epidemic of fear in the world today, fear. And its root cause is the fact that by survey, between 80 and 90% of the people in the world still are afraid to die. Think of that. Fear of death is the base fear, and that means that all these people who are still afraid to die are going to be easily spooked about just about anything. 
Anything can scare them. They're going to be afraid of all sorts of things. Their governments can scare them. Their doctors can scare them. Their neighbors can scare them. Even their children can scare them every single day. When, when you understand that you cannot die, it turns all of life from a tragedy to a comedy. Sam and Craig know that at the start of this program, I had an attack of the sillies. It's easy for me to have an attack of the sillies because I know that life is a comedy. It's just plain a comedy. Things make me happy all day long. I have, I have attacks of the sillies because I know I live forever. Nothing can really scare me. Because what's the worst that can happen? Today I might die and get, I get to go home. But that's not true for 80 to 90% of the people in the world. They go through life in fear. Craig, let's talk about fear. Yeah, fear is unnecessary. There are only two natural fears that people have. One is the fear of falling and the other is the fear of loud noises. Every other fear that we have has been taught to us. So we've learned to fear. And one of the things we've learned to fear is the end of life. And we do that because of the fact that we see those around us, our parents and those whom we admire, being very, very distraught, uh, bereaved when uh, they go to a funeral, when someone has, has transitioned to the next life. And so we children see that. And they realize that even though the parents are saying, oh, grandma's in a better place now, or grandma's looking down on us, they really realize that what it means is death is something to be feared. It's awful. And uh, because they've learned that, then they carry that through. But it's entirely a learned fear. And the, what happens is if we can just understand, realize, have a part of our understanding that is as much a part of us as knowing that we can get up in the morning and, and go about our daily business. If we have the same certainty that at the end of life, we then will transition into the next stage of our eternal lives. And the next stage is just like going from adolescence to, to adulthood. Uh, and there's nothing to be feared. It's a normal transition. And once we learn that, then we will then not have the fear that we have now. But it is something that is learned, and we have to outlearn learn that out of people because of the fact that it's a fiction that there is nothing after death. It's an absolute fiction that there's nothing after death. Mm -hmm. the transition from life to death is just like the transition from Monday to Tuesday. It is just like the transition from day to night. It is just like the transition from high school to college. It is just like any other transition in your life. It is that simple. You take off this body and you put on actually a really gorgeous young body. It is that simple. Yeah, and what happens is that there is a transition that people hardly notice. So those who have spoken to us from the other side who come through and describe what happened to them at that moment say, well, it was just like this. I was I was there and now I'm here. I was there and I was here and now I'm here. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like what happened? You know, did and as far as the body's concerned, then they don't miss the body at all. What they do miss, they do miss the, the fact that they're not in the body with their family on the earth plane. But then they realize that it's going to be a very short period of time 
and everybody's going to be coming along and we'll all have a wonderful reunion. So they don't have that fear. They don't have that concern. We're the ones who are carrying the fear needlessly because it's, we're just going from one stage of our life into the next stage of our life. And it's a wonderful life full of adventure. The reason for the fear is ignorance. Humankind, most people today, don't understand what the end of life is and what it's like to live in the next stage of life, what the afterlife is. And if people just realized what we know to be true, we know only because of the fact that we're listening to the people who've gone over and come back and speak to us, and we're listening to them and they're describing to us what life is like there. And as a result of that, then we have this wonderful reassurance of looking forward to the end of this life and going into the next life. But it's a, a fear that's a result of ignorance. Actually, my mother described it to me. Um, she she died in her sleep. And when I spoke to her through a medium, um, she wanted, she emphasized the fact that um, she just woke, she went to sleep here, she woke up there, and it was just amazing to her that it was exactly like here. It, it, it was, it was, there was no transition at all. It was just absolutely um, normal. It felt so normal to her there. It was just like here. Yeah, yeah, without any of the drawbacks. So that it, it, it is a familiar territory. If you were an Inuit Eskimo, then you would have awakened in familiar surroundings. Uh, if you were lived in the desert, you would wake up in familiar surroundings. Everybody wakes up into the surroundings that they would expect to have. So it's a normal part of life. There's no need to fear it. Uh, Queen Alexander, the consort for Edward VII, uh, described what happened from the afterlife through Leslie Flint in one of the Leslie Flint sessions. And she described it as being that she she just woke up, she was on a couch, it was she was in a room that was exactly like the room that she had grown up in, like the house that she had grown up in as a child. And her loved ones were just standing around her waiting for her to wake up. And as soon as she woke up, then she recognized them right away and, and spoke with them. And, and it was just like if she had wakened up on a couch someplace in her home while she was on the earth plane. So it is exactly like that. We've had the same sensations. The, what does change is that we have no aches or pains. Uh, if we were bedridden up until the last days of our life, we're suddenly not bedridden. And we're suddenly able to get up and walk around and dance and do all the things that we weren't able to do when we were on the earth plane. So those things are different and they're surprises and they're to the delight of the person who's gone over. But everything there is very much like this life without any of the drawbacks and all of the positives are, are much greater and much stronger than they were here. So how can, okay, so this sounds too good to be true to the people listening. Uh, to 80% of the people listening are probably scared to die. So So what can how can we help them get over that hump? Because they've been listening and they've been trying to, to say, okay, okay, Craig and Roberta, we've been listening to you. We don't, we don't believe you. How can we get them to believe us? Yeah, it, they can, they will believe it when they let them, let the water find its own level. What will happen is that as they study, as they learn about the life after this life,
then that will find its own level. It will bring them into a, a sensation, a, a feeling of not being fearful. And we know that to be true. It's going to find its own level because of, of the fact that the reality, when they learn about this reality, then they'll realize that the reality is that they're going to make a transition. It's going to be an easy transition. There's no pain involved in it. And then after they make the transition, they're going to be in the next life. And the more they learn, the more the water is going to find its own level. That truth is going to come through regardless of what they thought before, regardless of their skepticism. If they're open and they just look at the evidence that we have, if they just spend some time listening to people speaking from the other, the other side, we have the recordings of people speaking. We have the explanations by people uh, such as Carol, Carol Morgan, uh, who, who has yes. Mikey, her son, coming through from the other side. And Mikey is telling her and telling us what life is like there. And the more people can immerse themselves in these, these wonderful, wonderful explanations, the more it becomes second nature to realize that we are going to continue after we finish with the body. Uh, and then the body, for anyone uh, who is who understands this, the body becomes unimportant. So I I look at my body and I say, well, this, this is just not me. I'm not this body. <laughs> of course. And, and Absolutely. Once I leave yeah. this body, I'm not going to mind leaving it at all. I'm, you know, we're just going to not look, look back. And as people learn, all they have to do is learn, be open. It will find its own level. The, the truth will come out to them if they just are open to it and continue to look at the, what we know to be true. I think the only agree with you. The only way to get past the fear of death is to go through the you know do what you and I did is to is because I'm the world's worst skeptic. I mean I um, even after that experience of light. I mean as a child and and again when I was 20 years old I had an experience of light again. But I mean, I am I am so skeptical. I it was like, oh yeah, God, all right. You you try trying to make me believe you're real. I, I mean, I still didn't believe it, and and I I spent all that time studying all that wonderful afterlife evidence that we got around the turn of the 20th century. It took me two years of studying all that information, and and it, it was very hard for me finally to say, all right. It's impossible for it not to be real. I give up. Okay, it's it's real. It's real. I get it. It's real. But it, it took a long time. And and for some people who are as big a skeptic as I am, it's going to take a long time. But you but you just have to go through and and convince yourself that there's no way it's not real. That's what you have to do. Yeah, and and there are some people who say, "Well, prove it to me." Right. They're looking for that one statement or that one that one proof, and then that's going to change everything. And it, it it isn't like that. It's it's much more like growing and understanding. When we were a child or when we were and a toddler, our understanding was very different from where we were as a child, very different from where we were as a young adult. And our understanding keeps changing. But the evolution or the direction of the change is going to be towards understanding these truths if people are just open to them so that we can expect, well, there is there's nothing that we can say 
uh, in one sentence that's going to prove to you that the life, afterlife is as real as this life. And all, but you, what you can do is if you will continue to study and continue to look at it, then you'll grow in understanding. And it, as you say, it may take a couple of years, but then the understanding will come because of the water will find its own level. The truth is there. It will come out. All the people have to do is be open and do some work and, and just enjoy the study. Uh, enjoy these marvelous, marvelous accounts that we get now. If you uh, would, if you go into Amazon and you put in the word afterlife, uh, and uh, then you will get thousands of books now because many, many people are having these experiences. They're speaking with their loved ones who are living on the next plane of life and they're corresponding with them. And it's obvious that it really is them. They wouldn't mistake it. And so then because of the fact that we learn from them the reality of the life after this life, you just have to be open to it. But that's why we did seekreality.com. Just just go to seekreality.com. Give it a year. A year is not much time. There's so much, all the evidence that, that Craig and I have spent our entire lives, there's 80 years between him and me, there's 80 years full of accumulated evidence on that one website. If you just, just immerse yourself in that, I guarantee you, I personally guarantee you, you will get over your fear of death. There's impossible for it not to be real. There's so much evidence on that website. There's no way around doing the work. I don't see there's a way around it. And it, because if you're as skeptical as I was, there, there's just no way around doing the work. But you will get past your fear of death because the, there's no way for it not to be real. The afterlife is a certainty. It's an absolute lead pipe guaranteed certainty. And then you're no longer afraid. I used to be so afraid of the dark. I mean, I, even a nightlight wasn't enough. I mean, I had to go to sleep in the in, in, in the light, full light. Because even shadows would, where I was afraid of, of even having there be shadows. That's how afraid I was. And now um, I, I, I wake up in the middle of the night I, I, there, there's a certain point where your husband's snoring is too much. I mean, I was too light a sleeper after I had children. Um, I, I, I would, I would, anything, any sound would wake me up because I, I was afraid it was a child. So uh, we sleep in separate rooms at this point. So I wake up in the middle of the night and I just have my computer and it's pitch black in that room. And I'm happy to, to work for hours um, in the pitch black. doesn't bother me at all, but that's because I'm I'm not afraid of anything now because I know for certainty that life is eternal. That's how much I'm not afraid of anything now. Yeah, and the uh, the fear. There was someone who came through in one of the readings that was part of Robert Schwartz's Your Soul's Plan, and the person who came through from the other side said that, that what they're looking at, they're they're saying that these ages we're living in are the fear ages. Yes. Oh, yes. We're taught to fear all kinds of things. There are people who make money off of our fears. And so the, the more that we fear, the more money they make. And as a result of that, we're inundated with reasons to fear. We're, we're undated, undated with concerns about cancer and we're concerned about the problems in, in, uh, in the Middle East or problems in the Ukraine. And, and we're continually bombarded with these reasons to be fearful. 
And one of the reasons that people have to be fearful is their fear of the end of life. And so then we con continually live with that. We, we go to a funeral and everybody's bawling about the person who's, who has passed just as though they were never going to see them again. Nobody then talks to the person at the funeral. Uh, people go to their own funerals. And so you can talk to, to the person who is there, and, but people are not doing that. It's not a part of our culture to do that. And it should be. Which is too bad it, because it's, there's a lot, there could be a lot of joy, especially for people who've had a long, happy life. You know, you, you could have, have discussion circles and be talking to the person who has died in that, in that happy circle and saying, you know, you had such a great life where we're going to miss you, but we know you're going to, you're happy right now where you are. Yeah. During that funeral, then and what we do have now is a funeral service and it's kind of a, a mass. And during that funeral service, then people are saying things, but they're saying things as though the individual who had made the transition wasn't there. It's like they're talking about, uh, you know, somebody who's often in a distance and, and isn't relevant to what's going on during the funeral. And uh, if we understood this, if we really realized it's true, we would know that the person is there and that we would continually throughout the, the funeral process, talk to them, refer to them, say things to them. Uh, it would be a dialogue between us and them, even though the people are, may have difficulty getting the, the answers back. When we really know that this is true, when, when our society knows that it's true, then there will be con continual communication with people living in the life after this life. So at a me business meeting, we might be having a business meeting and the founder has just transitioned, has just gone to the next life. And then they come into the business meeting after this transition. And during the business meeting, it would be normal for someone to say, I just got a message from George. George was congratulating us on what we've done with the company. And so everybody would chime in and say, thanks, George. We're really happy to have you here. And we're looking forward to having you work with us from the other side. Think about that. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That is where we will go. This is going to become commonplace. But we have to get to the point. The fact that it, that it sounds so unusual now is because we don't really have that conviction. People talk about, well, Grandma's looking on, in on us, but they don't really believe that. Otherwise, they would talk to Grandma all the time. Uh, but they, they don't, and the reason is that, that they're not sure. They just don't understand. It's purely a matter of ignorance. It purely is a, a matter of not understanding. It's like the fact that when people di didn't understand diseases and they felt that diseases uh, were, propagated, were propagated from matter, they simply came out of matter, they were in the matter, and uh, they didn't understand that they were germs. When people understood that then, they had a different attitude towards germs, towards the, uh, the bacterial infections, and then they could treat them. Uh, and they could, they could realize what they were true and no longer needed to fear this thing that was attacking people that was in the atmosphere because of the fact that they understood what disease was and they understood that you can take care of it. That's the same thing that will happen when everybody realizes that this end of this life is only a transition into the next life and that we continue our relationship with people they're very much a part of our lives and we will eventually then have a wonderful reunion with them perfect analogy exactly right
exactly right. And and speaking of this as the fear age, I mean, we, we are told by beings not in bodies that, in fact, there is so much fear in the in this world that we are actually being milked by negative ent- entities for fear. Um, and that there are um, uh, benevolent beings um, not in, that are in bodies. The Arcturians, um, you, it, the, some of the some of the um, beings from other planets, there are actually quite benign and are protecting us from uh, beings not that are, are from other planets that are not so benign that are milking us for negativity because we are so negative. I mean, this is not only harming us the fact that we are so afraid but it's it, it's it's actually um harming all the world this that we have become so afraid so negative about everything this is not benign i mean this is awful and it's the sooner we learn how to be unafraid how to raise how to how to raise our children to be unafraid I mean, there is power in love. There is power in fearlessness. All of this is is positive. The fact that even our religion is full of fears. I mean, it is not for nothing that we are trying to teach people that that Jesus didn't come to teach us to fear. Jesus taught us came to to come to, came to teach us to love. All of that is so important and powerful. I mean, teaching teachings. Um, by Jesus.com is about to go live and n- not a minute too soon. All of this is meant to raise the vibration of this planet out of the danger zone, we are told. It's all very, very important. Yeah, and people don't realize that uh, that our thoughts are very powerful. We are, are actually, our minds are all, that's the essence of our being. And our minds then have all of the power. And then if we think things, then they have an effect on us. They have an effect upon the the people around us. And they have an effect on humanity. And we have to realize that this is true. It isn't something that's happening with the body. It's not physical. What has an effect upon all of humanity. Our physical bodies have no effect on other people. They're going to dissipate. They'll be gone. That what does have an effect on other people is our thinking, our feeling, the beliefs that we have. All of these things actually will have an effect on the people around us, on the people in our communities, in our nations, all of humankind. And so when yes. we realize this to be true, when we realize that the, what we feel about things has an effect upon the, the universal mind, the the one mind that we are all part of, when we realize that, then we can start to change the way we feel. And by changing the way we feel, we change the way people around us feel. We feel change the way the nation feels. We change the way that humankind feels. And that's the way in which we're going to come to the point in which there is no fear of the transition called death. And this that's is so important. That's so the, important. Yeah, it's coming in the future. But each of us has a part to play in raising this planet's vibration and the sooner we learn to fear the sooner we are playing an essential role in raising that vibration yeah we we are the persons who are doing it so everything that's going on in our lives now that's creating fear for us uh, we are making ourselves fearful it isn't in the things that are around us 
so that if we if we fear something like that we fear that our relationship will end with somebody on whom we are dependent the fear is in us it isn't in the relationship it isn't in the external world and the same is true of death when we fear the end of life and where we're going to be going and what's going to be happening after the the end of life that's something we create for ourselves we make ourselves fearful we are instrumental in doing that and we can as easily change things so that we don't feel fearful yes so we know with great comfort what's going to be happening at the end of our life and, and i think that that's really what's at the base of my work and your work really it, it's about erasing fear and helping people to erase fear in themselves and to raise their children not to fear and yeah. to raise their vibrations toward love that's really what everything that you and i are doing now yeah and that's why we work so hard at it um we're, we're really endeavoring uh, against we're swimming against the current and we're trying to help people to understand what's difficult for them to understand and what what many people refuse to consider that the reality is that we are eternal beings we're having a short physical experience once we're finished with this experience we're just going to go on to the next one and we we are continuing with our internal lives and if people can just understand and believe and know that that's true it'll make a tremendous difference in their lives and then it will make a difference in the lives of the people around them yes the most extraordinary thing to me about our lives yours and mine is that we have the privilege the extraordinary gift of being able to do this work and it was really that that gave me the attack of Basilis that I had when we were starting this program because what a gift it is. We didn't have to have this gift. We have this gift, you and I, that we get to do this every day. I, I just cannot tell you how precious it is to me that we get to do this work. Yeah, and it's a burden. Uh, it's a burden. <laughs> yes, but it's... It's a burden in the fact that we we want so much for everybody to understand this. <laughs> yes. It just, it just every day I, I, I wake up wanting to help people to understand because I know what will happen if they change the way that they view life. Um, I know how wonderful they can feel, how much they, how hopeful they'll feel about the future if they just realize this truth and we have the truth and we're trying to help people to get, get it. And that's a burden. That's a, it's a, a burden in the sense of it, it feels like we have a responsibility. Yes. We need to do it. We yes. need to help people to understand. We know it. We can see it. We've got the perspective. We just need to help everybody else get that perspective. Yes. Yes. It is. It is. You're right. It is a burden. It is. It is. Heavy, it's a heavy burden. Yes. But it's such a gift also. <laughs> I mean, to be called upon to do it for Jesus, too, is is a burden gift, <laughs> kind of. Um, because to yes, to do it by him is is such a burden gift. What a what a wonderful experience it is to be chosen to do this work. Yes, yes. But to see it coming together, and and to see that that it is going to 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 be able to glimpse it coming together is so joyous. I mean, wow, so joyous, Craig. And to look back and say, wow, there's there's 10 years that we've been doing it and we can see progress now. 
um, you know, it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness and to see that the darkness is parting and to see that the candles are, 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 I mean, there's, there's 500 candles now that, that have been lit. And that makes me so happy. I can't begin to tell you. It really does. And that to be able to do it with someone as wonderful as you are and as wonderful as, as Sam is, I, I and and Mary Lou and all the other people that um and every day I hear from people and thank you so much. Everyone who has emailed me or that I have interacted with, thank you so much over the past ten years. I so appreciate that because um that there there are all these candles and 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 all the young people now who are who are um in you know singing i mean cuz jesus is acting in the world now and it's making him so ha- so happy that when he is is working in people's hearts and moving on their hearts they're responding that is so exciting to me that that they're responding to him i know it's exciting to him because i can see it yeah, there, there are great changes happening now. Um, as um, Redfield, who wrote the Celestine Prophecies, uh, as Redfield said, that all the heroes are in place. And what that means is we can see all of the people whom we know who are involved in this work, and all of them are, are endeavoring to do what they do, and and, uh, and Sandra and you and, and, uh, and Bob Olson and all of these people who are out there who are spreading the word now, there are more and more of them. The heroes are in place. And what's going to happen then is that we're going to come to a critical mass and there will be a, a flash fire when everything is heated up and it suddenly bursts into flame. So I'm expecting that we're going to be seeing that soon. And I'd like to see, I believe that it, it could happen in a, a television station uh, that's devoted to this work. And the television station then is going to carry this message. And all these people, all of the heroes, all of us who are involved in this work, all of us are going to be able to coalesce, to come together, to make this happen. And I see that as being the future of what we're endeavoring to do now. Well, that will be wonderful. But it, it just, when, it, when, I, when I see these moments, when it, when it seems to be working, even a little bit, it just makes me so joyous that it gives me the giggles. I just can't. I just, it makes me happy. It makes me happy. What do you want people to take away from our conversation today? The important thing is not to fear the, the end of this life. To learn that the end of this life is just a transition. It's into into a next stage of life. When we come to realize that going from childhood to adolescence, from adolescence to young adulthood, each one of those is a transition, but we don't fear those transitions. We just know they're natural parts of life. And we look forward to them. We look forward to becoming an adult and uh, having the experiences of an adult. And it's their new experiences. And we knew that as children, oh, isn't, you know, aren't we going to have good experiences as adults? And when we can feel the same way about the end of life, that we can say, we're going to have new experiences. I'm looking forward to those new experiences. Just another stage of life. And then when we get there, then we're going to find out that it is a wonderful stage that we should have all been looking forward to. Wouldn't it have been wonderful if we had realized this during our lifetime, that we are eternal beings having a physical experience, 
the next stage is a wonderful stage to look forward to. And if we had realized that during our lifetimes, we wouldn't have had that fear. And that's what we're trying to help people to get to so that they realize they don't have the fear. Yes, because it is such an exciting time. It's a, it, it, what, what we're looking forward to is really our real lives. And, and they did, they go on and there's so much exciting stuff to look forward to. I can't begin to tell you when, because then we get to sort of coalesce all the things that we've been working on. It, it's sort of like when you graduate from college, that's when your life really begins. And that's what we're looking forward to. This is the hard part. That's the fun part. And, and how can people reach you, Craig? Yeah, they can come on to seekreality.com. And you can get uh, in contact with me there or send me an email at craig at seekreality.com. And I am anxious to answer questions that anyone might have. And, and I really encourage people to get on seekreality.com. We're spending a lot of time putting interesting information, information that helps people to come to this understanding so that they don't have the fear. It's all there on the website. They just have to come there and enjoy the experience of reading it. Wonderful. I'm really sorry to say that we've come to the end of this 500th episode, and um, they, but we're, I'm hoping there are another 500 still to come. As long as I can talk, my dears, we are going to continue to do this. Um, the first 500, that, you know what they say, the first 500 episodes are always the hardest. It's going to be fun from now on. And um, I, I really, Craig, thank you so much for being a part of my life. I could not ever do any of this without you. It's been a delight. We're a partnership. We, we are truly a, a partnership in many, many ways. Bless you, my dear. So much I love you. And anyway, my dears, we have come to the end of our time. This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I am so happy you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end. And when you get that, when you really get it, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest will be Peter Wright, and he'll be with us for the 15th time. Peter is a secret reality crowd favorite. People love him here. He's one of only 40 board-certified past life regression therapists in the United States, and he's certified as a life between lives hypnotherapist as well. He's also skilled in spirit releasement therapy, which is Turns out very important. Peter has helped out. That's what Jesus did, remember? I used to not believe in it, but wow, I do now. He has helped nearly 2,000 people with his various forms of hypnotherapy at his office in Santa Barbara, California. And he also, he does his work by phone or Zoom. He offers three, free, three, <laughs> he doesn't offer three. He offers free 30-minute consult consultations by phone, Zoom, or Skype, so people who wonder whether he might be able to help them with something can discuss their problems with him for free. And frankly, Peter Wright, is he's just a, he's a wonderful guy. He's a delight to know. Seek Reality listeners keep raving to me. Every time I hear from somebody, I email him back and say, Peter, it's time, time to have you come back again, which is why we have him on so often. Please, please, just... Try to join us next week because Peter always has something new to say. And this week we've been talking with our blessed friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who's been with us for the 40th time to celebrate this, which was our 500th episode of Seek Reality. I can't believe it. The thing about researching the afterlife and the greater reality is I've been doing, and really as my all-consuming hobby for more than 50 years, 
is that while there's a ton of evidence about what happens after death, and it's easy to find, and it's all amazingly consistent, that for some strange reason, until fairly recently, people have been afraid to do this research. Wow, talk about fear. Fear of death has always been the biggest fear, but I think we're getting past that now. I think this is finally the last generation in which most people are going to be ignorant of what happens after death. And the single person most responsible for the light finally dawning over all the world is our guest today, Dr. R. Craig Hogan. Who's de he's devoted his life to doing everything possible to finally getting the wonderful truth to you, that in fact, you truly never will die. And now, of course, it's time once again to mention that Seek Reality Online is your one-stop resource for all things death and the afterlife. Just go to SeekReality.com and start to learn for yourself that your reality really is eternal. And TeachingsByJesus.com is your single source for all the beautiful divine truths that are brought to you and brought to all of us in perfect love by our eternal teacher, Master Jesus, the eternally risen Christ. Now it finally is going to be Jesus's turn. As Christianity as a religion finally dies at last, the genuine teachings of Jesus can at last come alive. I will have much more to say about this exciting, exciting development in a couple of weeks. As you know by now, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus, and you can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, and most of the adult books, except the last one, are also available as audiobooks. I will get to doing The Fun of Loving Jesus as an audiobook. I just have to find the time. If you want to talk about anything at all, just contact me through the green contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer every email, but some people don't give me their correct email address, and then it bounces. I'm sorry about that. Past episodes of Seek Reality are available wherever podcasts are found, and many people tell me they just listen each week through the Seek Reality app that you can find for free wherever free apps are available. And meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, always, always knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And you in particular, you in all the whole universe and beyond, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.